two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. Isaac Aunt Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Saguaro Lake, Arizona, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Friends Caller, Deborah Goldstein. They do, and welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the succulent, herbaceous turgidity of truth and the deserted, shallow-rooted spines of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. And this Live In Studio Audience has a listener question queued up at the ready, on deck, and waiting for its debut. Fantastic. Let's not keep it waiting any longer. Except that I'm actually training the listener question to wait until I say go. Training the question to wait? It's important to train questions to obey commands like humans do with their dogs. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you observe for a second? Okay, listener question. Sit. Okay, now. Stay. Good. 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 Nope. Now wait. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, (laughs) I see you. I see you starting to play. Nope. Wait, listener question. Nope. Oh, let the listener question play. Patience, Deborah. (laughs) Sorry. These listener questions have to understand who's in charge. If you say so. Wait, wait. Okay, listener question. Play. Lisa, when did you start working for Deborah Goldstein and why? First things first, good listener question. Oh, good question. <laughs> Positive reinforcement is very important, Deborah. You should try it sometimes. I beg your pardon. And to answer the listener and set the record straight, I do not work for Deborah Goldstein. I work for you, my fans. And Deborah is merely in the passenger seat of the podcast. Not so sure about that. And as far as how long we've worked together, it seems like an eternity. Oh, really? And not a day goes by when I don't ask myself why. Why did I start working alongside Deborah Goldstein? And will she ever let me out of my contract so that I can pursue my hopes and dreams and reach my full potential? Your full potential? Say, listen here. And then I respond to myself, you don't want to leave Deborah's side. That's more like it, because we're such a good team, and you're able to showcase all of your talents, and because our work here, encouraging our listeners to use critical thinking while having fun learning about a new topic every week is so supremely fulfilling, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Also, because next to you, I look marvelous. Okay, very nice. Well, I enjoy working alongside of you, too, Lisa. So let's get on with the show. Please share with everyone how our show actually works. It will be your pleasure. (laughs) Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. We check their ID. We say, are you a grown-up? We do a background check, make sure they're really a grown-up. This is where things start to fall apart, though. One of them, one's an expert. The other, the other's a liar. I just got to come out and say it. And it's the job 
of a human child to help us figure out who was who, because we believe in child labor. <laughs> what are we lying about today, Deborah Goldstein? We are lying about cacti, plants that are found in dry areas and have scales or spines instead of leaves. And we're going to learn about cacti along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who wants to be a lawyer so she can fight unfair laws, such as child labor laws. <laughs> Phoebe Friedman! Welcome, Phoebe! Hi. How are you? Good. Good, I'm so glad. You want to be a lawyer to fight unfair laws. Any laws in particular that you have in mind? The one in Florida where they're like, no one can say gay and it's not in any books or anything and it's really, really times infinity bad. I'm not a lawyer, Phoebe, but I have to agree with you. It's times infinity bad. Maybe infinity plus infinity. Ooh, that's a lot of infinity. And we can't wait for you to hurry up and become a lawyer. But hopefully by that point, maybe that law will not even exist anymore. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, good luck. But we want to know more fun and fabulous facts about you, Phoebe. But we're going to do it playing our game Two Truths and a Lie. Phoebe is going to share with us two truths and one lie. But we will not know which is which. And we have to use our brain and some critical thinking and a bit of guesswork to figure out which is fact and which is fiction. So, Phoebe, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. I like to code, and I just finished making an animation. I can say hello in five languages, and I played Oz in my school's play. Wow. I want all of those to be true. What do you think, Lisa? Okay. Well, first one is two things. I love to code and I made an animation. I don't know if those two things go together. And then we go to I say hello in five languages. Mm. Let's see. I only know two languages. And then I played Oz in the school play. Hmm. Well, let's think about that. If she had played Oz in the school play, like she claims, then one would assume that there are flying monkeys <laughs> hanging around her. And if there were flying monkeys, we would hear the sound of monkeys, <laughs> and we would hear the sound of flapping. Do I hear either of those sounds? I do not. So, why don't you stop lying about that, Phoebe? Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> okay, Phoebe, which one of those statements is actually a lie? I can say hello in five languages. <gasps> I can say it in six. Oh, she can say hello in six. Where are the flying monkeys? No flying monkeys. She played Oz in the play, not in her home. Oh, they're at school? Yes, they're at school. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> okay, but that means that she does love to code and that she's made an animation. What's your animation like, Phoebe? The animation is about a person who's on a computer and she's trying to draw, but it isn't working and it won't let her change the color or erase anything. And eventually it just goes insane and starts drawing by itself. Wow, I love that. I really love that. Yes. That sounds like it's predicting the future. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, I think we're all warmed up. So let's see if that means you can identify the fibber in our game. Lisa, can you play some welcome music for our cacti experts? Oh, be careful. The plants are trying to get you. That's why they have tiny knives on their hands. The plants are trying to get you, my friend. 
but I won't, cause I'm your friend. Okay, thank you. All right, our first expert is Austin Martin. Austin, please introduce yourself to Phoebe. Hi, my name is Austin Martin, and I'm a cactus expert in Tucson, Arizona. Thank you very much, Austin. Our next expert is Sheila Driscoll. Sheila, please introduce yourself to Phoebe. Hi, I'm Sheila Driscoll. I'm a botanist, and I'm the author of Cultivate, Cook, and Cure, 101 Uses for Cacti. Okay. Tell us about those succulent sounds, Lisa. These are the sounds of hot seat time. Yes, it is hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Phoebe's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Austin Martin, because his name sounds like a wrestler. Okay. I am Austin, the Cactus Martin, and I will trust you. Okay. All right, Phoebe, what is your first question for Austin? What is an average day at your job? An average day at my job is I water a lot of cacti and succulents. I transplant them if they're in a small pot to a larger pot, and then I sell them to customers that want to buy our cactus and succulents. A lot of cactus-related stuff. That's because we're doing a cactus episode, Lisa. Oh, all right. Cool. Good guest. Catch up. Okay, very good. Phoebe, did you have a question for Sheila? Same question I asked Austin. What is an average day at your job? I spend a lot of time crafting and cooking with cacti. I take pictures of my new crafts. I try to my new recipes and I forward them to the editor of my next book. Um, it's called, it's not cactus, it's cacti lessons in solitude from succulents. Nice. Cool. I think it's cool. (laughs) I think it's cool, too. I think everyone was waiting for me to say whether I thought it was cool, (laughs) and I think it's cool. Sorry to leave you hanging. Over to you, Phoebe. So I have another question for both of them. Why did you pick to work on cacti? I've worked a lot of jobs in my years in the workforce, and working with cacti was the most fun job I've had, and it has the most variety for me. There's endless things to learn in this field. Honestly, it's because I love plants, but I get pretty forgetful when it comes to watering and uh, cacti are low maintenance. Fair enough. Sheila, what is the most interesting kind of cactus in your opinion? I think the most interesting one is a barrel cactus because you could dry them out and use them as barrels. Once they dry out, you can cut a hole in the top, kind of like if you've ever made a jack-o'-lantern. Wait, have people like used them for jack-o'-lanterns ever? I mean, they have in my neighborhood, but like, I don't know if that's a super popular thing. They're harder to get than a pumpkin come Halloween, you know? Okay, Austin, what is something most people don't know about cacti? Well, a common misconception is that they don't need any water. They actually do need water. They just need it very infrequently. They're xerophytes, so they get water really infrequently and figure out how to live on that. Some people don't know that you can cut off the top of a certain cactus and use it as a (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. Okay. Not me. I know that. Uh Now you do. Very good. And I have another question for both of them. What is the scariest or funniest thing that ever happened to you at your job? Oh boy. So one day while actually rescuing a large saguaro, I got my arm caught under it and got a lot of spines really deep in my arm and I had to have somebody come help me remove that. Ouch. That sounds painful. Those knifey little plants. Yes. Not fun. 
You need armor or something. Yeah. I'm just taken aback. Mine isn't nearly that scary. Um, I was testing for a recipe and I ate too many prickly pears and you know, they're that bright, bright pink. So then my teeth were pink for like three days. <laughs> That's funny. Very good questions, Phoebe. Thank you. Hope you got some good information out of that. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust, Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Phoebe will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, you'll need a chipper attitude to get through this round, so try not to be a prickly pear. Phoebe, we're going to start with Austin. You can ask him your shorts on fire questions now. What is the largest type of cactus in the United States? The saguaro cactus. Name a cactus that shoots poisonous needles. There are no cactus that shoot poisonous needles. Factor fib, we can drink cactus water. Fib, cactus water contains alkaloids that are not good for us. Which desert has the highest number of cacti? Pass. Crazy Larry's Cactus Desert. <laughs> what process allows cacti to grow at night? Cam photosynthesis. Name a cactus that does not produce flowers. They should all produce flowers to produce a fruit. How tall can a cactus grow? 60 or 65 feet tall at the max size. What is the name of the cactus that grows fine white needles that look like hair? Oreocerius celsianus, also known as the old man of the Andes. 
Name two functions of the spines of a cactus. Protect from predation and shade the plant from the sun. What is the name of the 1944 film where Donald Duck dances with dozens of cacti? Don't know that one. Good question, though. And time. He has to pass. He passes. I'm sorry. Time. That's okay. Time. And great. Lisa, would you kindly reset the timer? Uh, I would, but I put the button on the other side of all these cactuses. Oh, no. Careful. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, no. Ah! Come on! Ah! 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 All right. There you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you for doing that. We have now reset the timer. And Phoebe, you are going to ask Sheila the shorts on fire questions now. How many kinds of cacti are there? About 1,750 known species of cactus. What is the lifespan of a cactus? If you're looking at the big saguaro cactus, they can live up to 25 years. Fact or fib, all cacti are succulents. Fact, but not all succulents are cacti. Name an animal that pollinates cacti. Bees! What is the name of the bug that lives in the prickly pear cactus that we use to make a natural dye color? Cochineal, that's the name of the dye. It's in Fritos. What is the name of the long, solid root that grows deep into the ground and anchors cacti? You know, I don't know. Pass. Which cactus is often used in Mexican cooking? Nopales. Nopales tacos are so good. Fact or fib, cactus honey comes from bees that pollinate cacti? Fib, not enough flowers doesn't make the kind of honey you're thinking about. When you cut the top off a cactus, what is inside? So it's going to be hollow inside, but you'll see it's very pulpy and fleshy going up the walls because it's holding on to all the moisture that it gathered. And that is time. There's also a tiny man named Jerry. He lives inside of every cactus. <laughs> what? No, that is not true. How is he in all the cactuses at once? He has a scooter. <laughs> and he goes from cactus to cactus. Yeah, but he can't be in them all at once. Well, that's Jerry's magic. And that is why Lisa is not a cactus expert, clearly. I'm a Jerry expert. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay. Very good. Nice job, experts. It's decision time. We're all on pins and needles in anticipation of your assessment, Phoebe. Who is our big cactus fibber? I feel like Sheila is. I don't know why. I just do. Okay, so you have no particular reason. It's just a feeling. Is this true? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go with it. Very good. Can our cactus expert please say, I am the cactus expert? I am the cactus expert. Good job, Phoebe. Yes! You got it right, Phoebe. Very good. That is correct. Austin Martin is a cactus farmer and an active member of the Tucson Cactus and Succulent Society. Welcome, Austin Martin. Time to do some fact-checking. Austin, what's stomata with all the information that Sheila provided? <laughs> well, there are a handful of things that didn't match up. Mm. Some cacti can be up to 200 or 250 years old. Whoa. Our native saguaro here in Tucson can be that old. Cacti are not hollow in the middle. In fact, if you were to take a cucumber and cut the top off, that's really what it looks like, but without all the seeds. You'll see a vascular ring, and then you'll see a lot of fleshy tissue, but they are not hollow. Something else that was said is uh, the fruit of the prickly pear is actually what's used in recipes and eaten, not the, uh, you can eat the pad, but the fruit is what will stain your teeth ah. red instead of the actual pad there. Understood. Okay, well then over to Sheila. Sheila, let's get to the point. 
What were your lies? Oh, don't eat prickly pear. That's bad for oh. you. It'll make you so sick. Uh, Nepales are delicious. That's true. I would never lie about tacos. That's just against my moral code. <laughs> you really don't want to craft with cacti. I think we briefly mentioned some of the types of cacti that have that kind of furry texture. But in addition to the big spines, there's also these just like tiny little barbs that get in your skin and will irritate you and make you feel itchy. You don't want to craft with them. It could be really uncomfortable if you do. Yeah. Those are called glockids, and they have little spines that curve backwards, and that's why when they stick in you, they actually grab you. Ouch. They're much worse than a lot of the bigger spines. She is correct on that. Ooh, good to know. Look out for those, everybody. All right, so just to review anything that we missed, the desert that has the highest number of cacti, Mojave Desert. The name of the 1944 film where Donald Duck dances with dozens of cacti. Is it Three Caballeros? Why, yes, it is. See? Oh, oh very man. good. Okay. Oh, rats. <laughs> very good. No, there were no rats in the making of that film. Ah, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the long, solid root that grows deep into the ground and anchors cacti. Do you know that, Austin? Well, that would be called a tap root, but not all cacti have a tap root. A lot of them have lateral roots, and they're called structural roots. They spread out wide because the rain that they get is really shallow. So if you have a deep root, the rain can't get to your deep root. It needs to get to the shallower ones. Right. Very good. Thank you. And also cactus honey does not come from the cactus and it's not honey. It's actually agave syrup. And agave is a succulent. So it's not cactus nor honey related at all, but it is referred to as cactus honey because it's so sweet and it looks like a cactus. Okay. Well, we have come to the end of a fan cactus episode. Thanks to our contestant, Phoebe, who was a super sharp competitor. Thank you to our expert and liar, Austin and Sheila. And thanks to Lisa for the thornocopia of sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we need a lot of truth so we can desert lies. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more good shows, visit gzmshows.com While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib Or send questions for me to answer on the show And follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcaster For behind-the-scenes photos, amateur fans Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.